and welcome to Shepherd's Staff once again. I'm Apostle Paul D. Young, and we're going to dig into some good stuff today. Now, if you've just tuned in and got a hold of this and you don't know what Shepherd's Staff is, Shepherd's Staff is designed for pastors and church leaders where we get some wisdom from God and we get wisdom from many, many years of experience over 48 years in the ministry, <clears throat> pastoring, leading, teaching, <clears throat> and I have a heart to help pastors. I want to help pastors because I know what <clears throat> pastors go through, and I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and burned it. <laughs> Some of those situations that weren't fun. What I've discovered is that uh, a lot of pastors are not very well equipped for what it is they face. And that there's a lot of situations that come up that uh, are difficult. And learning by on-the-job training is very, very hard and very expensive. It's expensive in time. It's expensive in the damage, both to you and to the people in your church. Oh, man. And I want to help you. And if I can do that, then that's my heart. That's what God, one of the things God has called me to do is help pastors. So each week we, we, draw from the word, we draw from experience, and we learn some things. And hopefully, if I can give you some of what to do or what not to do, it'll help you be a better man of God, woman of God, whatever, and whatever you're called to do. So we've been on, oh, I'm supposed to ask you, ask people to hit the like and subscribe button. Now, some of you are listening to us on the podcast. Our podcast is uh, on all the main channels and uh, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Spotify, I don't know, all of them. So you can find us there. Just search for Shepherd's Staff. And with Apostle Paul D. Young, it'll come up. Glad you're here. All right. We've been, the last few uh, sessions, we've been digging into something I call nuggets. And... uh, Make sure my mic's on. Yep, it's on. Okay. Been having some technical difficulties today, so we're making sure everything's working right. Okay. <clears throat> Been looking at into the area of nuggets, and this is where <clears throat> whenever God gives me something, I make sure to write it down. Now, I have a file on my phone that I just entitled Nuggets. And every time God quickens something to my heart, I pull out my phone and I type it out, write it out, so that I don't forget it. Listen, if you don't write it down, record it somewhere, you're going to forget a lot that God wants to give you. And the problem is, many times what God gives you is what you're going to need in the days ahead. And if you can't remember it, that's not on God. That's on us. So 
do something to record whenever God speaks something to your heart so you don't lose it. <clears throat> and there's been many times that I've sat down just to read through my nuggets file. And as I have, God would begin to speak to me about something. <clears throat> and I've had several series that I preach here at Word of Life come right out of my nuggets files. And uh, God just <clears throat> illuminates it. And then <clears throat> I get in here in my office and start digging in. And, and it just starts expanding and growing. And <clears throat> it's always good because it's God. Hallelujah. All right. <clears throat> what, what's the nuggets for today? I got a couple good ones for you. All right. First of all, it's this. And we're going to go to Matthew 25. <clears throat> but here's what I wrote down. Faith prepares to receive. Faithfulness prepares to serve. See, faith is something that God has put in our hearts. <clears throat> and when you have a word from God in your heart and you start walking by faith on that, <clears throat> then you begin to prepare yourself. <clears throat> you begin to prepare yourself in your mind. You begin to paint the picture in your mind. You begin to prepare outwardly. Sometimes there's things you can do on the outward to prepare for what it is that, that God says is yours. Faithfulness prepares to serve. Faithfulness is <clears throat> one of the fruits of the Spirit. And <clears throat> I want you to understand, the fruit of the Spirit is designed to build your character. Very important. <clears throat> the gifts of the Spirit are designed to enable you to minister to others. <clears throat> so the fruit of the Spirit is centered in here to get the character built. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faithfulness, meekness, kindness. These are all character things. <clears throat> the gifts of the Spirit are when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you to minister to others. <clears throat> so one is focused on you. The other is focused on others around you. <clears throat> so here, here I wrote, faith prepares to receive. If there's no preparation to receive, I doubt you're walking by faith. There's something in you that says, I have this. This is mine. This is where I'm going. This is what's going to happen in my life. This is the manifestation God is bringing. <clears throat> well, if, if there's a manifestation that God's bringing, you're going to get, be getting ready for that. <clears throat> Faithfulness prepares to serve. It is a question of what is in the heart. Unprepared means it's not in the heart. Mm. Unprepared means it's not in the heart. <clears throat> I go to Matthew 25 to the story of the ten virgins that Jesus shared. <clears throat> he said, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. 
but the wise took oil in their vessel with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, <clears throat> lest there not be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, <clears throat> and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards came the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Wow. Now, what's going on here? <clears throat> Most of the ministers I know all seem to agree that the ten virgins are representative of the church. <clears throat> this is the state of the church. And it's the state of some are prepared and some are not. Hmm. You see, <clears throat> what we're learning here in this nugget is this. Unprepared means it's not in the heart. <clears throat> the bridegroom, when they came, the five, the, the five foolish came back and said, hey, knock, 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 let us in. <clears throat> he says, I don't know you. See, the Lord only knows, knows them that have him in their heart, have the Holy Ghost in their heart, and they are prepared. These people didn't prepare. They just showed up for the event. <clears throat> and we have a lot of people nowadays showing up for the event. In fact, you can do some things to get people in. You can have a special singer come in. And, and understand, I'm not against having a special singer come in. We have one coming in in a few weeks. Very anointed <clears throat> man of God. Uh, but why do we have these people in? Why do we have a singer in? Why do we have <clears throat> a minister uh, come in, an evangelist or another pastor or a prophet or apostle or whoever? Why do we have them come in? <clears throat> Is it so we get more numbers? So it, it's bigger? <clears throat> you can do that. You can put on a show. and You can get more people in. But you'll, what you'll find is <clears throat> those people won't be prepared to serve. You'll find there's a lot of people that just show up for the event, but they don't show up for life. They don't show up to stay. They don't show up to be a part of the family. They're not going to serve because they're just here for the event. See, <clears throat> these foolish virgins, they did not prepare. And the bridegroom then ascertained, I don't know these people because it's not in their heart. And if it's not in their heart, they're not part of me. And they're not coming in. So very important, very important. <clears throat> Faith always prepares to receive. And faithfulness always prepares to serve. See, 
Faithfulness is not just showing up to church. We say, well, that person's faithful. They're here every service. Are they serving? Are they serving? We're not having church just so you can come and sit. We're having church so you can come and learn and grow and learn to be a servant and learn to serve. Because if you don't learn to serve, you're no good in leadership. And the ministry of helps is to do just that. It's to help. And uh, I can't build this church on people who won't serve. If everybody in this church wouldn't serve, even though we had people coming, we can't do much. Can't do much of anything. So it's got to be in the heart. It's got to be in the heart. And if it is in the heart, then you'll prepare. If it's not in the heart, you won't prepare. Come on, you know that to be true. What gets in your heart, then you prepare for that. All right. Next nugget. I got two of them today. It's this. There is a difference between what God called you to do and what God told you to do. There is a difference between what God called you to do and what God told you to do. Don't get the two mixed up. Just because God told you to do something does not necessarily mean he called you to do that. <clears throat> I've seen people that uh, learned about laying hands on the sick and they shall recover and, and they laid hands on some people and prayed for them and they got healed and they had a miracle. <clears throat> then all of a sudden they decided they were called to, to the healing ministry. And they weren't. They weren't. See, just because God told you to do something doesn't mean that's what you're called to do. Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Timothy was not an evangelist. He was a pastor. And he was told to do the work of evangelist, but that didn't mean he was going to go be an evangelist. Timothy stayed faithful to the church where he was sent. Now, then there's a flip side of that. Just because God called you to do something doesn't mean that he told you to do that. I am amazed at how people, and I have to admit, in the past, I did the same thing. What is it that you did? What do people do? (laughs) Real simple. We hear something from God, and we have a tendency to add to it and interpret it, and modify it, and make it mean whatever we want it to mean. So, just because God has called you to do something, for example, pastor, God has called you to be a pastor, that doesn't mean he necessarily told you to go to that city, or to go to that city. You've got to figure this out. You've got to figure out how to listen to the voice of God. Because there will be something you're called to. Now, I'm talking to pastors and leaders. You're called to pastor. You're called 
as an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, teacher, whatever. But then you have to learn to listen to the voice of God to determine what he has told you to do. See, the danger for pastors, because we want to reach people and we want our ministry to grow. And rightly so. Why? Because we want to reach people. We want people to be changed by the power of God. But if we're not careful in our zeal to see growth, in our zeal to see people come in, that can motivate us to do some things that God did not tell us to do. We can look at the church down the road or our friend's church somewhere, maybe another state or somewhere, somebody we know. Maybe we went to a conference and they shared what they were doing and, oh, that's so good, and they're getting such great results from it. And we come back and we go, ah, this is what we're going to do. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Listen to me. Listen to the voice of wisdom. I have been down this road. If God did not tell you to do it, it's not going to work. But it worked at that church. Well, maybe God told him to do it. Maybe that's what they're supposed to do. But everything every other church does is not what you're supposed to do. Every church is unique. Every church is as unique as the pastor that is leading it. And that means you you are not supposed to do what everybody else does. You are supposed to do what God tells you to do. In a lot of churches, there's a lot of things going on that are sapping the the energy and the effectiveness of that ministry because they are some of these things are not what God said to do. <clears throat> they are things that are being pushed because it's a good program. Oh, there's a lot of good programs. There's a lot of good things. I mean, there's things you can do with the youth. There's things you can do with the young marrieds. <clears throat> there's things you can do with the seniors. There's things you can do. In evangelism, there's things you can do to feed the poor. There's things you can do to house the poor. There's 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 lots of things you can do. There's all kinds of programs for children and and nursery and and youth and and all this. But wait, wait, wait. What did God tell you to do in that ministry? <clears throat> See, success in ministry is defined in the word of God by obedience. So you could be doing something that actually looks like it's working and absolutely get absolutely no reward from God. No pat on the back. No, yes, you're doing a good job because he didn't tell you to do it. It's kind of like being on a job. You know, you're an employee and he takes you out and he says, I want you to uh, <clears throat> drive this forklift and I want you to move this lumber here over there and I want you to move those stacks there here. Once you move this, do this over here. And you get on the forklift and you go, <clears throat> well, you know, there's a bunch of stuff over here that needs to be done. 
I think this would look better over here. And I think this could go here and this, and, and you do all this. And then the boss comes back and goes, I didn't tell you to do that. It looks good, but I didn't tell you to do that. And this over here that I needed to get done is not getting done. You're fired. <laughs> Come on. All right. So <clears throat> very important. There's a difference between what God called you to and what God told you to do. Don't get the two mixed up. And learn to hear the voice of God. Learning to hear the voice of God takes time, a process of growth in that area, and you need, in that process, you need verification. You need to have someone that is over you, someone that is seasoned, someone with many years of, of success in ministry. That means, that doesn't mean they had a big church. That means they obeyed God. See, you need someone like that that can look you in the eye and tell you you're wrong, son, daughter. No, don't do that. <clears throat> Someone who is not so impressed with you. <clears throat> See, you don't go to your friends to find out if you're hearing from God because your friends like you. And your friends want to be impressed by you and you be, to be impressed by them. <clears throat> no, no, you need a spiritual father. See, my dad, when I was growing up, he wasn't impressed with me. He told me what I needed to hear. He corrected me when I needed it. <clears throat> he praised me when I did good. See, and that's what you need in a spiritual father. You need someone that isn't afraid of you and will, will just speak the truth to you in love. <clears throat> and because you need someone like this as you learn to hear the voice of God. And <clears throat> see, over a period of time, you can become accurate in hearing God's voice. <clears throat> uh, I've been a pastor for 48 years. Uh, haven't been an apostle that long because <clears throat> I wasn't one for a while. And then about, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago, whatever the time was, it's getting further back there, uh, God showed up. And spoke to me. Spoke clear as a bell. He said, you are an apostle. <clears throat> I said, okay. Now, I've shared this before on other sessions of Shepherd Staff, so I'm not going to go into that. But what I did is <clears throat> immediately I texted my pastor and told him what I, I believed God said to me. And then... I sent emails to three other ministers that I know that I know by relationship. I know that they have years of, of experience and wisdom. I know that they love God. They follow God. <clears throat> and I sent emails to them. And I said, basically, I said, is young gone off the deep end? And then I just explained what happened. God spoke to me and, and all of that. <clears throat> and, and, and I said, I want to get your feedback on this. And every one of them, including my pastor, basically said, 
Yep, you're right. You are an apostle. And uh, <clears throat> I said, okay. See, now, why did I do that? Because I wanted to, this is pretty serious here. I wanted to be absolutely certain I was hearing clearly. Well, man, you got all these years in ministry. Yeah, yeah. But I still check up on things from time to time. Because I want to keep hearing clearly from God. And I want to know that I am. So that's important. <clears throat> and when you know the voice of God, you've gone through the process of growth to hear, to learn to hear, and you have an accurate track record of hearing from God. <clears throat> A lot of these people are saying, God told me this, God told me that. The last 47 things that they say God told them never happened. That's how you know they're not hearing from God. <clears throat> When you, when you have a, a track record of this is what God said and this is what happened. It happened like God said. What, what God told me actually came to pass. See, then you build confidence in hearing the voice of God. All right, we're out of time for today. <clears throat> so glad you've been with me on Shepherd Staff. I, I believe I've been able to help some of you and I'm praying for you and we're going to see you next time. Go to our website. Hey, send me the send me the hard questions <clears throat> because I want to help pastors. Uh, you send me the hard questions and I'll get you answers. And I'll deal with those questions right here on, on one of the shepherd staff sessions. <clears throat> and you know what a hard question is, don't you? A hard question is one you don't know the answer to. Now, most things in ministry I've already encountered. And the things I haven't encountered, I can talk to the one who knows. And, <clears throat> and I will dig in the word, and I will bring answers to you. So go to our website, hit the Contact Us button, and right there is the email form. You can fill it out, and it'll send an email right to, right to me, and I'll get it. And I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear that we're being a blessing to you, because that's, that's our goal, and Send me your questions. We'll address it on a future Shepherd Staff session. Until next time, I call you blessed. Keep walking by faith. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.